Hello and welcome to another episode of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that was a very big inhale. It's because he gets anxious around me. <laughs> it's, it's the small talk that we suck at. We're good when I walk in the door. We are. We're really good at we it. Check we check in. We check in. We talk about our, our ailments, mainly. <laughs> Various ailments. <laughs> All right. Let's start with this particular song is very, very important to me. And I went to 1991 where the featured album came out. And saw that U2's Octung Baby came out roughly that same year. And um, I picked, to, to the song I picked is kind of an odd one to pick from their catalog, but it's the first track off that album called Zoo Station. Looking back, I admire them so much for what they did with this album, which is reinvent who they were after this mega success of Joshua Tree, an album that is one of my favorite albums. I even was not ready for this change. And I was kind of tired of them being the biggest band in the world and rattle and hum <laughs> and was not as great to me. So I was like, all right, I'm ready to move on. And then they uh, released this, and I was like, Whoa, I'm not sure if I can handle this. It sounds like EMF. Yeah, I, I, was, I was initially reluctant uh, with this album because I felt like they were, I don't know, co-opting uh, the latest trendy music style. Um, but then it, it didn't take long, and then I eventually just started to take to it. And and in particularly this song, I <laughs> I don't know why, I, I run to it, like it's on my oh, the oh, driving okay. sort of rhythm to it. I, I, I'm at the treadmill. So it's Do you guys like know? A, oh, you want ahead. me to paint the full picture of me running right now? <laughs> are you wearing a raincoat? I'm wearing a raincoat. <laughs> I think I just have tons of admiration for them reinventing the wheel and having it be yet another mega success after it's so crazy yeah, yeah. and it's become just way more a regular part of my playlists long after this album came out I think connected with that um, the ambi ambition that they had with this album that fits this song or it's aided by this song and I find it really motivating in, in an odd way I read some I read somewhere that um, whether it came this comes from somebody in U2's camp or whether a reviewer said this pointed out that they they seem to start every in every album, they start with a march and they end with a hymn. And when I read that, I thought back and I went, oh yeah, like war starts and ends like that. Unforgettable fire starts and ends like that. Joshua Tree starts and ends like that. And, and Octung Baby st starts and ends like that. And this is the march. I don't know this song. Are yeah. you a YouTube fan at all? I only know a little. Yeah. yeah. I, I know the ones I'm supposed to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never, like, sought them out. Yeah. But I, I, I like them fine. Yeah. 
a lot of people are like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have a friend that this is by far his favorite band. Yeah. Really. yeah. And I get it. They're mm-hmm. like so out there, and there is so much to choose from within their music. That's correct. Yeah. And it's so rare that it's the original four members still, and they're still doing it. They're still creating new music, and. But Just, wasn't John Popper an original member of this band? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. Just a little joke. Getting ahead of ourselves oh, here. Oh, man. What uh, people knew. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, it, not only is it just a, a tribute to them of just getting along for so long with success, with ups and downs, and it's also just luck, like the luck of the Irish. I mean, this is dark. No one has died <laughs> in the, yeah. in the l- length of time that they have uh, been together. I wouldn't be surprised if Bono had a clone. Maybe oh maybe they well, all. I don't. I you know if it, if like he just disappeared one day and like another Bono showed up and we were like yeah that's Bono. <laughs> I feel like that. No like one a... cared to get like too specific. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Octung, Deborah. Let's Is go that? Oh, I song. get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, okay, so the song I picked. Sharp Turn. Sharp Turn. Very Sharp Turn. Uh, is My Lovin', parentheses, You're Never Gonna Get It by En Vogue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good reaction. This is the first CD I ever bought. Whoa! Uh, with your own money. With that my own money. I had you. tapes. I had I had bought some tapes. This was the first like I am a grown up, but not really. I was like twelve. I or ten, I don't remember what year this. Came is this out. like allowance money? This is allowance money. I think my grandma took me to like Music Plus or something like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted this CD, and I do not regret it. Oh. This is still a very good album. You never was this nice, you can't fool me Ooh, Now you're talking like you made a change The more you talk, the more I don't have the album anymore. I have the CD somewhere, but I don't have the I don't have the full thing. But yeah. um, so I, I happen to have this song. So I was like, you know what? This is the song that represents this album. And it's so good, and they are so good. Do you are you yeah. a, you do you like Envogue? I know the song. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Rookie question about En Vogue. Did they have En Vogue? Did they have like another <laughs> slew of hits? Or? They, they definitely did a, have a bunch off of this specific yeah. album. Uh, I don't know why I avoided saying the word particular. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't say yeah, it. We got a brand to cut off. <laughs> off this particular album. Oh, thank you. Um, I know off this, the, their follow-up album, I, uh, I can't remember what it yeah. was. But it was there's definitely like a hit in there, and then I I don't I didn't really follow them. I think they're still around. Oh, this is the very best of. Oh, that's where I. That's, that's the album I have it yeah, off gotcha. of. But I had yeah. the. The rich, yeah. It did because I bought it on CD. You did, didn't what you? What was your first CD? Do you remember? Mm. That I bought. Yeah. It, it might have been the the album that we're going to talk about, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Mm. Although that it's feels to... late. It does <laughs> for Maybe, me, yeah. as far as how old I am. But it might have been. Yeah, I bought very few CDs in my life. Really? Yes. Okay. Do you buy digital stuff now, or still you're not? Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. We're gonna get into this. Yeah. It's always beautiful to see a child with money and getting change. Yeah. Does that yes. happen now? Probably not anymore. Probably not as They well. all have uh, debit cards. I know. I don't. I don't know what it's kids have. So beautiful have to them. see a little kid with their Apple Pay <laughs> yes. phone, bunk with attitude. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, that's a kind of a great question about like just seeing a kid purchase music that they want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Is but I guess so we cool. won't see it uh, very yeah. much because yeah. it's like Out in the on world. somebody's computer no. now. That's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I got, I, like, I still want to, like, be able to give my daughter, like, tangible music, as yeah. tangible as music can be. Because I remember you want getting... You to come over and sing? Like, I'll do it. You could, yes. Yeah. Okay. I got my first two tapes. It was, they were a Hanukkah present when I was, like, six years old. And it was 
the Peter Paul and Mary best of 10 years, something like that, and then an American Tale soundtrack. <laughs> I still have those tapes somewhere, and oh, they were wonderful. You were set up well, I think. I think I was. <laughs> I think I was. I'll, I'll pick those songs eventually. Does that have somewhere out there? Yeah. Out where dreams. Oh, that's a story for, it's a story for another episode mm. that I'm going to hold on to because it's got an attachment of a video mm-hmm. that we'll uh, put out with it because it's, Real, it's me, I've six years s- old, singing that song. Aww. You guys, I was cute. <laughs> no doubt. There was a time I was cute. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Speaking of cute. Oh, <gasps> you got it. Our guest. Uh, scrolling up. <laughs> our, our guest <laughs> is an actress, artist, and author hailing from Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, is there, who else is connected to Hawaii? Do uh, we know somebody? A bunch of people, I guess. Joel is from there. I was born there. What? Yeah. How do I not know this? I don't know how we d- didn't ex- uh, talk about this. Maybe I didn't know you were, uh, oh. you, uh, you hailed from there. Uh, she is best known, well, who knows, these days, <laughs> for her work as Lane Kim on The Gilmore Girls and can also be seen in Better Call Saul, Dirty John, 13 Reasons Why. She's also the author of the book No Mistakes and co-hosts the UCB show Asian AF and is on the show Prodigal Son on Fox. Season one will be on Fox Now and Hulu, coming to a device near you (laughs) or big TV. (laughs) Keiko Agena, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. That was a lovely intro. Oh, Oh, phew. We're How so long did you excited. live in Hawaii? Oh, period. let's talk How about that year. Just, oh, it was just <laughs> let's one talk year. about that. Just a one my year. first year as a human being. I was born there. My dad uh, was in the army at the time. He was stationed in Honolulu at Tripler. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That's but, not yeah. where you actually say you're from. No, no. right. I just that'd be weird. There. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I've never said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that when I was two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here I go, talking about me again. <laughs> Keiko, what particular album is very, very important to you? I love the Spin Doctor's particular album of Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Great. That is what I have brought is for there, you yes. and the listening audience <laughs> this is yeah. today. Uh, this is like... I, I was very. I have. No, I don't know you very well yes. at all, um, and was still surprised by this choice. <laughs> it's such a fun way. Yeah. Talk. Talk to us. Let's start. Should we? Yeah. Um, where? Let's start playing it. Sure. And, um, sure. I said that since I'm the one who's actually can control this. <laughs> hey, let's start playing. Makes it sound like the uh, communal lets. Uh, uh, DJ. Oh, there we I'm, go. I'm trying to think of a good, uh, good name. Uh, Kelly in the booth. Can you start Kelly, playing that? Let's roll it. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen. Oh, it took me that nice. long to come up with the name Kelly. <laughs> cool, guys. Well, it's an interesting I'm to, I'm, I teach him. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was a great payoff. I went to uh, several men's names and I went, it should be a man It in needs the booth. to be a woman. Yeah. Why can't but a woman work Kelly? the booth? Oh, I hate Kelly. Okay. So where, where were you when this album, or how did you hear about it first, or what, what happened? Well, this album is Los Angeles to me. Oh, okay. cool. So I... I am clearly in my mind when I hear this uh, album in my car, my $200 car that I bought from a friend of a friend. Awesome. That lasted for six months, I don't know. Yeah. And um, had this in the CD player, um, was couch surfing uh, (laughs) (laughs) from different people's houses and uh, was driving around Los Angeles and felt good. Yeah. Like it was was a, a super scary time for me because I was by myself but yes. it but this whole thing listening to these songs made me feel like things were possible yeah so you were in Honolulu before and then you said you had one year of college yes where did you take that one year I went to Walla Walla Washington and went to Whitman College which is a private school out there okay I came down just for the summer to stay with my boyfriend gotcha. at the time, as you do mm. for the summer. You came down to Los Angeles? To Los yeah. Angeles. Uh-huh. I hadn't intended on staying in Los Angeles. Uh, but I came down here to be with my boyfriend, and I did the math and realized I couldn't afford Walla Walla Washington <laughs> yeah. at my college private school, even though I had a partial scholarship and I, I to study drama. 
Mm. Uh, it didn't carry a lot of weight. I don't know if you guys are impressed that I went to Wh Whitman College. I mean, but it doesn't. Cool. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one I know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So maybe I made a mistake, but I ended up staying. What I'm saying is you made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake. And then I just didn't go back. So all my stuff was still up that. there. Uh, the, oh, wow. the, uh, I don't know what they do with uh, uh, material that students leave and you never went back to get no it? i didn't go i didn't go Holy back shit, i was like yeah. you know what that's not for me and just stayed in uh, oh. LA. what's like your all your clothes yeah because i just brought stuff down for the summer i left like my bedding my books yeah my, uh, everything else in I... a storage room up there <laughs> oh my god maybe it's still there it might it can't be that was that was 91 92 <laughs> looking into okay let's do that let's spend some what time what do you need a pillowcase <laughs> that's right I'm just saying a couple towels they have it preserved up there yeah. we've been waiting Classic for you rap. Keiko <laughs> did this guy have anything to do with you staying or were you like I want to pursue acting or was it a little bit of everything yeah, it, I was. Um, I wanted to pursue acting, and I had met people that. Yeah. Um, we'll get you there. Yeah, we're doing things that were more interesting, basically, than yeah. uh, what was happening. And also, I when I was in Whitman College, I realized that I was Asian for the first time. It was a big, it. big yeah. thing for me. I was like, yeah. oh, because yeah. yeah. I grew up in Hawaii. That most people are Asian in Hawaii. Uh, what what a startling thing to like all of a sudden realize. Yeah, that. I realized it very late in life. Which uh, is a shitty thing that you ever have to realize. That's <laughs> fucking insane. I'm Asian. That's a crazy yeah. thing to all of a sudden go like, I, that's, I, I feel different yeah. when you're not. Like, yeah, yeah. That, 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 I didn't, because in Hawaii, this is a little side note, but in Hawaii, as an actor, it's very easy because you can play anything. So when sure. I, when I, when the first time I realized that, oh, there might be, I, they might not cast me as a British woman in um, 18th century or something. It was a, sh a little bit of a shock. And yeah. then so I ended up in um, L.A. and there were people that were doing a lot of uh, interesting things. And I just ended up there. That's yeah. seems smart. That, I mean, that seems like a better move. Yeah. I don't know. I support you dropping out of college. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So all the <laughs> people around. out there, I just drop out. had so <laughs> nothing close to that courage <laughs> to just say, nah, fuck it. Because I knew what I wanted to do. I went to college to study acting. Yeah. And there's, a, I think for me, I I used the, I felt I needed some sort of training, but that is, I, I would never have even considered quitting college. I think because I'm just too scared. Well, was there a lot of family pressure on you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, that would have freaked my dad out. That you quit no college? End. Yeah, yeah. I think I... I think the opposite was true for me. To be gotcha. to be totally honest, I think they were relieved. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I mean it was it's a was a burden, sure, a financial burden. And I was the only one that wanted to leave Hawaii. It's not like my parents were pushing me to go to gotcha. college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So I think I, I it was more of even of, of a guilt thing of uh, you know I'm making you pay for this dream of mine that uh, you can't afford, and uh, yeah. maybe I'll just. Um, take classes in LA that I can pay for myself yeah. it, with, gotcha. with working at Lenscrafters and whatnot. Oh, I was yeah. about to ask Lenscrafters. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were you in Those LA? Those frames are very good on you. <laughs> no, I am an expert. <laughs> but which Lenscrafter Lenscrafters were you at? It was on the Third Street Promenade, okay. and I specifically cool. went there because my um, acting class at the time that I did love was on the Promenade. So my plan was that I was going to, you know, I got dressed up and I went to the first store and I was just going to walk the whole promenade and just go into stores yes. and see if they needed anyone. Yeah. Lens Crafters was the first one I went to. Oh, wow. And yeah. then I uh, just uh, stayed there. But considering nice. the Third Street Promenade, I feel like, especially at that time, you probably made a great choice yeah. in that because that, like, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I think, I, I mean, I would go there like as a teenager and like teenagers are awful. And if you worked at the Urban Outfitters there, that's a lot That's a lot worse than oh, yeah. working at Lens Crafters, I feel like, or so whatever yeah. store. We should describe Third Street Promenade. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. It is a mall, like an open air, where, what is it? How would you street? describe it? Oh. Street? Yeah, it's street closed off street for pedestrians. Right. You can't drive on it. Yeah. Right. So there are stores, on either, yeah. stores and restaurants on either yeah. side. It's like a long mall. Long open uh, uh, outdoor mall with indoor stores. Yes. yes. And I it's in Santa Monica it. and it, it's very west side. Uh, at the edge of the west side. Like, <laughs> Who do you think yeah. listens to this? 
to all our listeners on the East Coast. <laughs> Joel, I can assure you my mom knows the Third Street Promenade. <laughs> well, we hopefully have more listeners than just your mom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were working at LensCrafters and then taking acting classes. Yes. Um, and, and then you were and couch surfing all this at the same time. Well, no, just... the couch sur- surfing came about because um, so the boyfriend who was a high school boyfriend, um, we were both from Hawaii and we went home for the uh, Christmas break, mm-hmm. and he got back together with his ex girlfriend. Um, so broke up with me in Hawaii, but I wow. I had a choice of do I stay. Mm-hmm. in Hawaii or do I fly back to LA and live with because um, I couldn't afford it so uh, <laughs> to live with my ex was that still an option that was on the table yeah no he's a great he actually is a great guy yeah. and yeah. He, he was he, that was it was a nice breakup yeah yeah uh, but so I did that I, I stayed with him until my friends were like girlfriend you can yeah. <laughs> get out of there yeah. it's not right he's calling his ex you know lovey dovey i mean mm-hmm. not his ex, well his ex that is now yeah. his current yeah yeah you know, Oof, so, yeah so that's, that's what that's where the couch surfing came out gotcha. so that later on and that's when uh my friend kelly had this kelly cd yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. I didn't even recognize you, Kelly. <laughs> you have cut your hair in a really cute bob. Oh. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, but she had this CD and I listened to it and um, it became everything. It became, it became my, my this is world, a good summer my album. It feels like a good. This is like, a good summer album. What do you think drew you specifically to this album? Do you think it was just like t- time and place? Like it just was like it was on and so you went for it? Or is this like the type of music that you tend to listen to? I don't know that it's indicative of things that I listen to. I either, uh, how do I explain this? If I put play something, especially, no, are there albums anymore? But where <laughs> you have to listen to the whole thing. But if yeah. I play something and if I have the urge to skip, then I know I will never really care about yeah. that. Gotcha. And for what and I can't explain why, but when I put this in, I didn't have that urge. Mm. And so then and then I'll go the other extreme where then I'll just listen to that over <laughs> yeah. and over again. Yeah. I don't know if that sounds a little autistic, but it's no. like it's either one or the other. Either I'll never really care about it and search it out or sure. I'll just play it on repeat. Did you get into the actual band did you like seek information about them or was it just the music that you liked and i didn't yeah i can i admit something embarrassing i don't know who these people are (laughs) at all like i did i i for this podcast like a week ago i looked it up on wikipedia like can i remember the names of these two guys and like (laughs) i tried to do homework on it and it has since less left my brain yeah um it sort of exists this the album exists Mm -hmm. sort of as its own entity. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. you didn't know that Chris Barron, lead vocalist in Spin Doctors, was born in Hawaii, <gasps> Honolulu, a year before I was. Whoa. Maybe I knew it on a subconscious Yeah, deep. you were drawn Whoa. to Talk it. Talk that away for uh, what did I learn today? Yeah. <laughs> yes. God. What a gem. Is that true? That is true. Yeah. He spent his childhood in, in the Bronx in Rye, New York, but he was born in... Honolulu, and Crazy. so it's similar to me. I was uh, watching Sesame Street the other day, as I do. <laughs> when May uh, was in a taking a nap. Oh yeah, she wasn't there. She was, <laughs> out, she was out partying with friends. I have a yeah. nine-month-old. Oh yeah, yeah, um, brand new. Uh, and so we were watching Sesame Street, and uh, Spin Doctors show up. Yeah, and yes, I did know that. Yeah, right, and I was yeah. like very surprised because we show her old episodes because it's comforting for yeah. my husband and I <laughs> to watch the older ones. And uh, it was about cooperation, Aww. and it was great. It was so fun. I was like, oh, this makes me like them even more. Yeah, like him trying to sing the words to his song that he has probably sung a million times at that point because it was such a big hit. Yeah, because it was two princes. 
person. But singing different words yeah. Yeah. to match with the song, and it was great. Yeah. It was such a good song. I always sport. feel like that's cred if you perform on Sesame Street. Oh. Yeah. Are do you? they do that now? I'm so unconnected. I, don't I think know. they do. They do. Because they, yeah. they had like, uh, like Feist. I mean, this is also very oh, yeah. old. I remember still, that. Feist did it. It is. I think that there's nothing cooler than appearing in a Muppet themed thing. Oh. Or... oh, for sure. My experience with the Spin, Do- Spin Doctors is not, it cannot be disconnected from the video for I think Two Princes. That's why I saw and heard them at the same time. And they were such a visual. There was some. There's such a visual component to that band. Um, just that sort of hippie psychedelic redux or whatever. Um, so I always think of, hip, of the singer just dancing, bouncing all around the place. Oh, did that you? Makes did, sense. Was the video something that you saw? Or I have not seen <laughs> the video. Be, the I love this recurring theme. I have the also video. not seen the video. If yeah. that helps at all. Yeah. yeah. I I do wonder um, as far as like picking this. Mm-hmm. album for today because I thought of like well why uh, and I, I thought maybe it's because there's the, <laughs> there's so much yearning in them yeah. like they're very yeah, like you some that. might call it whiny but it there's, there's <laughs> like this and and perhaps if I were to gonna psychoanalyze myself it was it was at a time where I felt maybe vulnerable mm-hmm. and uh, and these guys seem like they really wanted the girl but didn't seem very effective yeah. <laughs> at getting the girl. Yeah. And um I feel like yeah. a lot of their songs go about <laughs> I know yeah. it's a little bit like that. And I don't uh, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe that was part of why I um I felt okay. They they felt very safe. Yes. They felt like very safe yeah. um totally. guys. Definitely. And it, the more I found out about them too, the more I'm like, oh, oh because like I didn't even know they were like a jam band. Oh, okay. Like live, I guess they're like they're like a, with thought of like with fish and yeah. Um, like what, it was, what is that? What's that? Uh, the big festival what, in Tennessee. Uh, Bum- I think there's like a jam band festival. It, was, it starts with an H. I was just reading, but it's like um, I can't. I can't remember. Uh, let's just list H words until we get there. Uh, but it is like Helsinki. Helsinki. Yes. Yeah, the Helsinki. Oh, that's right. Um, like that, and, like widespread panic. I think. Yeah, like, like I associate all these bands. Blues, and Blues Traveler, one of them. I never like, connected Blues Traveler with that either. Yeah, because John Popper. Blues Traveler guy was originally in Spin Doctors. Yes, but before it changed names. I also, yeah. when I was listening to this for the first time, I hadn't done any research. I like to just listen to it first. Um, and there was one song, I forget which song it is. It's, I think we're coming up on it, um, where the harmonica starts playing. And I was like, that has to be John Popper. That has to be. And I stopped, I had to stop listening to the album and go listen to Blues Traveler for a little bit to like <laughs> satisfy that need. And it was, and I looked it up, and it, obviously we know we know it was. But yeah. are you familiar with Blues Traveler? I was there one song, uh, they had a lot of songs. Well, they had there. um, there's Hook, uh-huh. and then there's um, uh, oh my gosh, it is oh Run Around, Run Around. Yeah, that was you the would movie. know it if you heard okay. it. It was yeah. like a big radio one too, and it's like the second you hear the harmonica, you're like you'll connect it with yeah, this because yeah. it's very. Um, I guess they used to tour together and everything. How long did this period last of couch surfing until you got your own place? Do you remember? I think it was probably about two months yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And so was this album like just covering that whole period and then beyond the two months as well? Did you, do you, do you still listen to this album? Or? Yeah, I do. I, that makes me happy. I yeah. do. Well, I, this is <laughs> at karaoke. My ah, friend, yes. a friend will indulge me um, yeah. where he'll sing two princes with me. Oh. <laughs> It makes me so happy. All right, Um, Kelly, let's bring in the machine. (laughs) (laughs) I love Kelly. That makes me so happy. Oh, she's great. She's great. We need to tip her. Yeah, we we do. We should tip her. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so when did it start, like, feeling like it was working for you? Not, like, like being here, like you had made the right choice. Oh, God. Forever. No, I did not feel... That's what's funny about this particular album is that for me it represents the the joyous side of Los Angeles so specifically to yeah. me because I'm usually so filled with anxiety and I didn't like Los Angeles. Yeah. Um 
for the majority of the time, I don't know, 15 years, it was a transition for me to feel comfortable in LA. Uh, in Hawaii, I, 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 I don't know. I just, there, there. Do you know, and in Los Angeles, how there's a, sort of like a little double speak? Hmm. Where um, now, you know, I mean, I've been here long enough where you have true friends and it's, yes. um, it's very easy to find that. Sure. But there is also this layer of there's the real talk and then there's like this L.A. I know what you mean. Talk on top of it yeah. where people are talking business or there's a little bit of a like a schmooziness yes Yes. especially like not not with everyone but there is a definitely like an element of that like what can you do for me let me find out what you do yes uh are you worth my time a little bit yeah where you know yes absolutely you yeah it exactly you've already explained it better than i could but it's just like what how can I use you? How are you going to fit into uh, yes. my career journey? Yes. And it's very subtle, and sometimes it's not, but like you can tell that uh, when you meet someone new, that that is part of the calculation. Yeah, they're doing calculations. Yeah. yeah. And I actually think the subtlety is what's difficult because yeah. I think in New it's York or in other places, yeah. it, I think blunt is probably easier. You know, if you just yeah. walk yeah. away from me, that's easier to. <laughs> yeah. to for me to decipher because I'm always trying to uh, figure mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or at I, least I had it when I first arrived and it took a lot of mental yeah. energy was the in this acting class was that like you were sort of was there any of that kind of baggage with um, fellow students or when you took that acting class I think is that what you mentioned yes yes oh, I did when listen. I <laughs> <laughs> when I well it was very small mm. there were six of us oh. that stayed together for two years it was a oh, Meisner wow. uh, technique oh, yeah. program and so we were so green there was no room for baggage <laughs> yeah. and also that class was brutal in the best way but she just kind of tore you down yeah. so whatever you thought you were good at <laughs> by the end of the first month you did not believe uh, yeah uh, yeah so and then and then supposedly le- we build ourselves up after uh-huh, right. uh, I mean, it must it works yeah no it i love i love it i love her no i'm not i've never yeah. i've like all that stuff is very i've never taken an acting class it shows uh, uh, truly, well, let's like, do a scene. Let's just let's do some Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, let's get some of those sides yeah. from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Pause for applause. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got it. Um, yeah, but that's so you guys all stuck together. That's cool. Yeah, I ended up. Da- that was my second boyfriend. Was from that class after. Uh, how so it worked it out. Not you be. Guys, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. How and do you not date us, somebody? Right? I mean, that's a weird thing again yeah, for me to say. But like, yourself. yeah, mm-hmm. you're like so in the trenches with those people. Of course, yeah. things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I can I can totally connect with getting in your car and putting this album on and being just fine. Yeah. Like, like it, it just uh, correcting a lot of stuff. Were you ever at Lens yeah. Crafters brooding about uh, acting class? No, I was at Lens Crafters. <laughs> My favorite question to ask anybody. <laughs> you do ask that question a lot, yeah. Joel. Wait, I got a so whole list me, of questions. What do you mean? So that, that you're brooding while you're at work? Yeah, like going, what? oh, my acting class. I was just so terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Those frames look <laughs> awful on you. Took Ugh. it out on custom. Yeah. Do a Meisner exercise with me, please. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Insider acting joke. Yes, I that think. yes, yes, it is appropriate <laughs> and correct. <laughs> Meisner is a repetition of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, but did like the answer is probably did no. I, then did I brood? No, I I uh, I was too busy hating the pressure of selling glasses to people that <laughs> um, yeah. that they didn't need. Guys, <laughs> I, I, oh my god, I hated it. They were like, you need to sell. Oh. Sorry about lens, people who work at Lens Crafters now, corporate, like I yeah. like that they really let, or care. But That's our um, main fan base. Is it? Yeah, so Just know. corporate people <laughs> at Lens Crafters. But a little bit, like, I don't, I, I would rather spend, 
a half hour with you and just play with lenses than yes. try to upsell you oh, yeah. certain type of things. Uh, Sales is you know, so hard. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I, I was not cut out for it. I was always the worst. I was always the lowest. No, <laughs> they weren't sad to see me go. I'm like, good. It's a matter of Cain and Abel. Did you quit or did you... Oh, I got a better job, you guys. Oh. Because uh, at Lens Crafters, I got $6 an hour, and I had to stand. So Sorry. I went to work at Emperor's College uh, Acupuncture School. Yes. Oh. I got paid $6 an hour, but I could sit. There, that is so an upgrade. So talk about an upgrade. <laughs> that is what a perk. Um, it's the perks, baby. Yeah. Wow. You got to, uh, that's amazing. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> that is, what an interesting, was it interesting <laughs> to work there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, God. That, I thought that was oh. like... Cool. Like, yeah, was I worked that also for three in Santa years. Monica? That was also in. He poached me, guys. Oh. He walked into the Lens Crafters, uh, the president of Empress College, and said, I see that you might want to sit <laughs> and earn $6 an hour. Uh, why don't you work for me? Yeah, so and his parent then. Yeah. So just putting it out there. You can there. spend a lot of time here if you want. It's a good job. <laughs> yeah. It's a good job. You're but, squatting against a wall. Yeah. Leaning. But leaning. Let me, give me a picture of the stools and chairs that I have <laughs> yeah. over at Emperor's College. But did he poach you? He did. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Uh, you were there for three years? <laughs> I ended up being there for three years. It, it worked. It was a successful poaching. That's good. Were you yeah. able to like go on auditions and um, like, sure. or were you even auditioning at that point? Uh, a very little. I had, sh I did shave my head and eyebrows though at Emperor's oh, College. Because yeah, they wanted thought, you to? No, no, okay. no. Unrelated, but just at the, so that's how much auditioning I was doing. Okay. If you can imagine. Got it. Not much. What made you do like that? Then. I wanted a change, so mm -hmm. I decided that that would be. But at Empress College, and then they always thought that I was ill, because that's probably what. Oh, you know, you know yeah. right? I didn't look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no one questioned. No, no one, no one really questioned. They didn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. No one wanted to bring no, it up. No one wanted to mention the fact that I shaved my How head. How long and do eyebrows. you have? You're right. Yeah, yeah. They just skipped it. I was happy. It yeah. worked though. If I wasn't an oh, if I wasn't an actress, for sure I would have done that many times. Really? Since then. Oh, I love it. Do you? Do you ever? You've never. It's easier for guys. Have you yeah. ever shaved your head completely? Just the the faucet and the hot water just. Oh, oh yeah, so I had to do that good. for a play once. At not my eyebrows, but my yeah. my hair. Not that there's a lot of it, uh, but um, for it listeners was, who don't know, <laughs> uh, imagine the Third Street Promenade. Um, that I I did enjoy the simplicity of it, the the sort of I don't know the purity of it, yeah. and, and definitely you're right, like a hot shower. Yeah. Um, oh, I bet, yeah. It feels cleansing, feels cool. yeah. like spiritual. How did your family feel about you pursuing acting and being out here? My, I have a very untypical Asian American experience in the regards that my family were, were always very supportive of, uh, of us and whatever we wanted to do. So my mom would drive me around to my little play Aww. rehearsals and auditions, my mom and my grandma. And so she was, she was always supportive of it. She didn't, um, I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but I would, never got crap about my grades. That's mm. great. Or pressure that way. Uh, I don't think that would student? be a bad thing. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. Know. Were you a good student? I was an okay student. I mean, I think I was a B student and I never cared one way or the other uh, to push it. Right. Only, I didn't realize this, like, because I, I went to college. I loved college. I loved my college experience. That's where I found my people and I found a passion. And uh, I, I really where you enjoyed realized it. you weren't Asian. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, what? But I. <laughs> I'm not. Wait a minute. Very shocking. Uh, first mirror I ever saw was in college. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even occur to me that grades didn't matter mm. in college for what I was a film major or uh, I was either mm. be I was a film major at first a sociology major and like it didn't matter unless you're like in math or science or engineering or any of that stuff like right you or I guess or if you're going to grad school I wasn't doing any of those things but I tried so hard with my grades uh, I didn't like get straight A's or anything like that by any means but mm. it it like certain things like until I'm told 
I just don't understand. I just didn't know that. And like, it didn't ever occur to me that with college, it was like, oh, I could, I could stress a little less. Mm. I actually could. And I wasn't getting pressure from my family. Everybody was yeah. very supportive. But like, it just never occurred to me of like, of course you would try for the, to do the best you can. But then maybe towards senior year, I was like, oh, maybe I could skip this class. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was okay. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I always felt I could have... My grades were okay. They were in the B, on average, a B, in the B zone. (laughs) But I was an acting major, and I always, it's not huge regret, but it would have been just so easy to get better grades than I did in, I I happened to run into my, or I stumbled upon my transcript the other day, and I haven't looked at it in years, Um, and I was going, why did I get a B plus in an acting class? How do you right. fucking formula? <laughs> but it would have been so easy. Like it was probably because of just commitment. There was requirements like you have to keep a journal uh, of every class you take, and every semester at the end, I would cr- make cram a oh, gen- journal. In. I'm right. sure everybody did. Yeah, I wasn't like the only two one. People. Right. I would have been. The, I would have kept a journal. I would have yeah. kept a journal too. Sorry, Jill. Well, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you would have gotten a, a, an A minus. But also, um, who, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Who cares? But also, in my mind, it would have been just so easy after every class to just write down f- the five things that we did and had an opinion. But instead, if it was for me, that was my personality. Oh, I can cram this later. But that's I, life. Yeah, it's life. It's mm-hmm. life. But I just do the fucking journal, Joel. Just do it. But I have that now. Like I have uh, last year, right around this time, one of my um, best friends from college gave me, or a bunch, I think a bunch of them did, right before I had my baby, they all took me to uh, on a staycation in Ve- Venice for a weekend and it was amazing. They gave me a journal, a five-year journal with like just where you write like a sentence each day. Uh, And it's so great and it's Mm -hmm. been so nice to have that. And I do what you're doing now, what you did then now, where like I I literally sit there uh, and I go, oh fuck, I haven't written in a month. And I Mm. hold my calendar and I look at pictures on this like uh, picture app that we have from our, our, our baby so I can like, go back and see what I did each day. And I go back and I lie in my journal and I pretend I was having that day that day instead of spending a month going past back a month. Like I was, I just was thinking about it. And I think of it as homework almost because yeah. I'm like, I think I'll appreciate this later. I know I will appreciate this later because I really do it for her so she can go back and look and go like, oh, yeah. I was pregnant with me at this time. Yeah. And, and you're right about it just didn't matter. There's so much in life that does not matter, and I put so much matter on it. Yeah. I've only recently started to realize, and it's very privileged to say this, that life is a lot easier than I make it out to be sure. in my personal life. That the things that I uh, brood about on just what is happening today... It's so much more easier than I make it out. Of course, yeah. but yeah. it's still your life. Yeah, and it, you're still allowed to yeah. be feel bummed about things, but yeah. also keep it in check. Yeah, I give you permission. Thanks. Kelly gives you permission. Yeah. Kelly's left. Oh. <laughs> she, she gets fifteen <laughs> percent. Uh, are there? So- we've just we've talked over so many songs. I know. Are there, are there particular songs that you like? Oh, this is the one, or this is Shinbone Alley, the last song. Oh slash. yeah, this is this is a super long song. Oh, that's right, it's twelve yeah. minutes. Yes, because when I re uh, listened to this for yeah. this podcast, I was like, oh, it's lo- it just keeps going and going. <laughs> <laughs> like I I was so struggling with bringing this this album in because. Um, because the true answer is this is the album. Like yeah. this yeah. is the album that means something to me. But um, you know, there's such a struggle of what do you think mm-hmm. should be the album that oh, you bring in? Yeah. Of course, and, right? uh, we go through all the totally cool albums first yes. in our heads. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and what do I want people? And also, I one of the things that I thought was so um, I knew this was going to happen too because when I told my husband, who's a musician, uh, that I was coming on this podcast, and I said, "Well, what do you?" what do you think was the album that I brought in? And he just had this like eye roll, like, is it Spins Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's so exhausted. That's amazing <laughs> though. But that means it's so true to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
does he, he what does he think about this album? Oh, he you know, he he smiles and says, It's great. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah, it's that's it's the it's the husband's smile. It's the husband wife smile where you go, honey. Yeah. I think it's great yes. that this is important to you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you ever? And so, so in general, would you, so you're not like a huge music person then? Is that true or no? No, it's not because it was either going to be this or the Carpenters or Good Morning Vietnam. We kind of were the only option. That soundtrack that's was like the soundtrack, soundtrack to my yeah. childhood. Oh, in a lot of ways. Love that yeah. soundtrack. Let's, Kelly, can we start from the beginning? We're going to do Good Morning Vietnam. We've I, decided. I think that, listeners, if you haven't, that is a great soundtrack of sort of like that that early six, mid 60s, yeah. early 60s. Well, you maybe. might say around the time of Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, but they don't go into <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, which is like the cliche. And yeah. I don't it's think there's so any CCR, good. but they they have like Martha Ray and the Vandal. You know, that's just and Robin stuff. Williams just yeah. yes. being the most Robin Williamsy. Oh, we listened Williams to that, that on so could. many. Yes, so many road trips. Oh, so yeah, he was that. so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, and the yeah. Carpenters. And the Carpenters, because so. Um, the Carpenters and Good Morning Vietnam were my college huh. uh, CDs. Those two, yeah. yes, yes, my one year. <laughs> and my in. roommate, thank goodness, she was uh, open to it. But the, yeah, those were the on repeat. Yeah, she um, thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a nerdy question. Yeah, sure. About Gilmore Girls. Okay. okay. That's okay. Sure. Did you find it, uh, like, since your character was so into music, right. was that, <laughs> I watched the show, you guys. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, I like, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Oh, that's great. Uh, but did you find that, like, I don't know, was that challenging or was that, like, fun for you to be, like, a person who loved music in one thing and then not as much in life i don't know well i i thought it was ironic that yeah. the person who you know didn't you know own three cds uh was this music obsessed person but it was easy because the um i don't know if you know this but so my character on gilmore girls is based on a real person oh, um her name is yeah her name's helen pie and uh, obviously not to the extreme that we showed mm -hmm. on the show, but she's a real person and her parents were Seventh-day Adventists and she did hide her CDs and she she was music obsessed. Oh, wow. yeah. And so she had to do a lot of the things that uh, the show just took to an extreme. Uh, so she was obsessed with music and she was a producer on the show. And then um, Amy and Dan, both who are the creators of Gilmore Girls, yeah. are both very uh, obsessed with music. So right. this was a, an important part. To, to them so it was kind of always it, it was kind of always around and mm -hmm. for me I just uh, transpose it to other things that I'm obsessed about I mean yeah. that that idea of being obsessed with things mm -hmm. or a, a following uh, is easily it's going deep it, yeah. Yeah, yeah easy to relate to that yeah. obsession yeah. did it make you pursue any of that music or did you ever listen to any of the music that you were like forced to talk about on the show a little but <laughs> I'll okay. be I'll be honest it was that same thing of I could feel even great music, but if if I if I, the urge came to skip, mm -hmm. it would never yeah. embed in me. That makes sense. Yeah. What would uh, you said you like would substitute your own obsessions? What are some of your own obsessions? I have an obsession now. I have an obsession with um, documentaries that are about New York people. Uh, a lot of. Uh, yeah, uh, in the art world, there are kind of a lot. That's cool. In the, yeah. in the art wor world, in spe uh, specifically, a or? little bit. Yeah, yeah. like the, I have uh, I have certain things that I know that I I gravitate towards. So if it's visual art or it's fashion, mm -hmm. but it just happened. I, I didn't realize that this was a theme until I went. Oh gosh, I I I like all of these things. That's cool. um, there's a particular one called Herb and Dorothy that I've watched over fifty times. Like. Uh, it's just a kind of on loop. Whoa, what's that but about? It's about, so they were, uh, he was a postal worker, she was a librarian, and they were, had very modest means, but they uh, were art buyers in the uh, 50s and 60s, and they bought minimal and conceptual art. Mm -hmm. And they amassed this collection 
uh, because they lived on her salary and they spent all of the money on, they became friends with all of these, these artists and they gave their collection away at the end of that. They never sold anything. Wow. And they gave their collection to the National um, Gallery mm. because they would keep the collection together. It was, it was like they were creating um, a piece of artwork, their collection yes. itself. Yes. I remember that. Yes. It, yeah. it, it's, it's profound to me on so many levels. The artwork is amazing. The, the, speaking of, like you were talking about, people staying together, like yeah. I love that. I love that this was a marriage that lasted over yes. so many years yeah. in their uh, they're still to get together. Well, at the time of the film, he's since passed on, but yeah. um, wow. things like that. Yeah. And is that like, because you are all, you're an artist as well. I do. Yeah, yeah. I love art. Yeah, and yeah. I particularly like. I, I don't know if it's because of the film, but I I like minimal art and conceptual mm. art, I, I, or graphic type of. Very art. cool. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite artist? I won't know the artist but do you have a favorite artist oh you really threw yourself i did <laughs> you know i just wanted to make it clear because i if you said something expecting me to go i also appreciate that artist i probably I'm with you. won't be able to but i also don't want to pretend to know who you're gonna say but if i do i promise i'll say oh well i will say one that i was recommended that's at the guggenheim right now i, I think homa off clint is oh. at the guggen what was it when i was in new york that was a gorgeous uh Exhibition, so that's something that's kind of going on right now. Mm. Yeah, she so she had um, created a lot of art before. Um, uh, she's now basically now she's getting credited for uh, being influential at a time when people didn't know oh. that, that that she had inspired people who got more famous later on in life. Guys, of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, yes. <laughs> oh, that that I knew. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah got it. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Here's cool. a fun Deborah fact about Two Princes. I got to announce this. Hey. Joel? <laughs> Kelly. Kelly. Uh, She's back. back when it was like on the uh, top 10 every night, uh, I got to announce this on Kiss FM no. on the radio when I was like 10 years old. What? I, got, I called in and I got to say like, this is Deborah from Los <gasps> Angeles. And this is... And, Coming in at number seven is Two really? Princes by Spin Doctor. Something oh, like that. I really botched so that. This cute. is why I need to take an acting class. <laughs> <laughs> I looked back and forth with you guys between the whole thing, making sure I was doing it right. Uh, but yeah, I got Perfectly. to announce it on the radio. And it, I was so scared and I didn't. I, I have it on tape somewhere. Oh, I recorded you? it because you like pre-recorded it for like 10 minutes before or something like that. This was a big song. Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Oh, yeah. I think it was their second because Two Princes was the most popular, right? Yes, I yeah. think this so. Is pretty, this, this is pretty. This is pretty right up there up too. There. Yeah, yeah. this can't be wrong. Uh, one more fun thing that I uh, in the song. What time is it? I think it's oh, such yeah. a funny song because in any song like that, when somebody goes, "What time is it?" <laughs> you want people to be like, "It's chill time" or whatever, and then they go, "Four thirty. I had the same reaction. I was like, and it made me laugh. What? So hard the first time I heard it because I was like, 4.30? I didn't make late. It's, it's, it's early. early. <laughs> it was such, it was so honest and I truly expected them to be like, party time. Yeah. Should we get tea? <laughs> we need a caffeinate. <laughs> it's 4.30 p.m. that they're talking yeah. about, right? Oh, I Is it so. I don't know. Uh, oh, maybe 4.30 I don't, I'm not sure. I've never, I didn't really listen to all the other lyrics to it, but 4.30 struck me. I was like, yeah, yeah. should we leave now to uh, skip traffic or should we <laughs> wait it out? Well, they say it's not late, which means it, I would assume it's 4.30 in the afternoon. If it's 4.30 I thought it was in the morning. It's not late. Well, it's early. I yeah. think our comedic brains want it to be 4.30 p.m. You're right. Mm. Like like they just had a long night of partying <laughs> and they're like, whatever, it's 4.30. Yeah. Let's fucking keep going. Yeah. As opposed to like, let's take a quick nap before maybe going to an early dinner. <laughs> Should we do early movie, late movie? Where do we put dinner? <laughs> we got to take the dog out before we leave. <laughs> let's see if we can pick it out. What is this song about? Well, because I think they're talking about is it spinning. Yeah, it's political. Yeah, they're getting political it's like on this one. Light political, Safe you know? Political. Yeah, exactly. Right. I know there's spins because like, that's yeah. their whole name, uh, right? Yes. Spin doctors, yeah. like press releases. Yeah. Or, or that's how I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Which makes me think it's close. It's again, it, my comedic brain is 4.30 p.m. right when the local p. news is coming. Right. Uh, that must be it. But it's, yeah, it's that safe sort of political, like, um, we're being lied to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's not 4.30. Well, it is 4.30. Because we're being lied to. Oh, right. You're right. Maybe it's 4.29. <laughs> you, you know these guys were only about 4.20. Pot <laughs> reference. <laughs> Does your mom smoke pot? Is she okay with the pot references? She's okay with the pot references. Okay. She tried it. I had her um, try an edible once for pain. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it, she did not like it. <laughs> she really didn't like it. So she will not do She, But she doesn't care. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say she's like super cool about it. I want to make sure like, she's happy. She is She's happy. a very important she's part of emotionally this, invested this uh, She's happy. Podcasting. I think honestly in these uh, new seasons that we're doing, as long every time I mention her granddaughter, oh. she'll be happy. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite song on the album? Um, I like all of them, but I like <laughs> Two Princes. I like Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. I like, yeah, I mean, I like Jimmy Olsen's blues. It is a good song. It's fun. I you think know? it's fun. Yeah. Do you listen to it from start to finish? Is that kind yeah, of how yeah, you do yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I listen to it just You just put in, it on? I listen to it specifically just in order. This makes me so happy. This album is fun. I did enjoy listening yeah. to it, and I and it is like hearing those two familiar songs, and then also like making that connection about John Popper from Blues Traveler. Like, really, I almost picked a Blues Traveler song for oh, yeah. this because the song Hook is, uh, is so good. So good. Every time you listen to this, does this put you in a good mood? Yeah, that makes me so happy. It, yeah, does it bring you right back there? that time or? it does because I don't listen to it often yeah. yeah so when I do hear it um it makes me like little kid happy yeah mm-hmm. that's great should we do uh what did I learn today yeah I, I've got something about myself <laughs> Let's hear it. Great. Just how, going back to the college thing, just how many times in my life should I just do the fucking journal? Just realizing how many times I choose not to. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not my proudest uh, quality, but it's nice to examine and say, oh, there's that thing I do. Okay, yeah. Something that you you so this mine is also about you, Joel. Okay, is I feel like that so much pressure? <laughs> is is how uh, life is is a lot easier. Like yeah. like yes. there's not as much reason to stress out as I think there is. Mm-hmm. And something about when you said that really rang true in my <laughs> noggin. I felt you nodding. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, nodding yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, right. I what about I me? What I learned about Joel. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, both of your things. How did I know? Gosh. Uh, oh, I love. I just the uh, going back, making the choice that you wanted to be here and acting. So you went back to your ex-boyfriend and lived with him for a while. It is like shows how you wanted to do this so bad and you wanted to be here so badly. And I think that's so great. And you figured it out and you left and you did what you needed to do. But like. To be able to do that, I think, is like, you really wanted this, and it worked, and it was worth dropping out of college and all the things, because that's what you needed to do, and I think that's awesome. Thanks. Is there, if you had a chance to talk to you back then, what would you say to the to young Keiko? You know, it's funny, because I hear that question a lot, and sometimes I think I want to hear from her, Yeah. because yeah. I feel like there have been times in my life where... I was not as jaded yeah. at a younger age, yeah. you know, and sometimes when I think about, I don't know that I would want to tell her anything. <laughs> I yeah. want to like her to tell me. Sure. I've never really. Clarity of passion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Keiko Wagana is an actress, artist, and author hailing from Honolulu, Hawaii. Look for her on Fox's Prodigal Son. Season 1 will be on Fox Now and Hulu. She's also known for her work as Lane Kim on The Gilmore Girls and can also be seen on Better Call Saul, Dirty John, and 13 Reasons Why. She is also the author of the book No Mistakes and co-hosts the UCB show Asian AF. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Keiko Agena. That's K-E-I-K-O-A-G-E-N-A. Keiko, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This was a blast. Thanks for listening to this particular album is very, very important to me. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at this particular album. Follow us on Twitter at particular album. The show is produced by me, Deborah Tarika, Ryan Middledorf, and everyone at Campfire Media. Artwork by James Mulholland. Music by... Ugh, stop talking about yourself. See you next time. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.